Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll get the 401 on the, uh, one, one on that as well. All right. Thank you so much, Christian, for that for social roundabout. Moving on uh, from the ridiculous to the sublime, perhaps. We'll see here. Grace Starkey is going to join us for our stockout community holdings here. Uh, and, uh, it's, you know, we move from one time. First off, Grace, as you uh, enter the frame here, it, it, you, we probably could have put a stopwatch on you as soon as you and Mike Bowden Distel got together to do the stock out, how long it would take for you to do something on marijuana. And <laughs> he, I mean, because that was kind of his wheelhouse for a number of weeks. And here we are about, what, three weeks in, and here we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, man, you guys are making me laugh this morning. So uh, any makeup ruining is on you guys. Uh, yeah, no, here we go. We got, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I do know who Taylor Swift is. And yes, uh, men being trolled for uh, uh, for this couple, I think is the funniest thing in the world. Um, no, uh, back to the stock out. Yeah, we had a wonderful episode this past week. Uh, with Bold Carts, which for people who don't know the company, they actually make the hardware behind a lot of the uh, vaping products that are available today. And so uh, it was a really interesting view at the cannabis industry, but from more of the actual hardware and the really technology, right, that's uh, coming to the table for uh, users of uh, cannabis in, in legal states as well. Yeah, one of the things that, that you kind of going over there is, and and just to get some clarification on, is the fact that they have uh, they don't have to comply in certain areas in terms of how they move. Correct? Yeah, that's the interesting part about this is it not only do they they're just moving the hardware right. There's nothing when they give it when they get their product to the customer. The customer is filling up uh, usually the vape cartridges or in some cases, depending on what product you're using, if it's uh, the actual like battery connector, right? Uh, they're not actually moving the, the uh, illicit product at the end of the day. So that does make their supply chain easier. But it's also a supply chain that was exploding during the pandemic. It was, at least in the state I am, uh, am in, in Michigan, was one of the only essential businesses that was allowed to be open. And so we saw a lot of the legal communities during the time explode uh, when it came to these types of products. And uh, in particular, we, we discussed a lot of that, uh, that need, that inventory need, and of course, uh, different issues with ordering uh, with so many components of bold carts being from overseas. So it was definitely a discussion that uh, everyone should check out. Yeah, looking at that as well, you already mentioned it, 11 of 15 components sourced from, I think, China, if I'm not mistaken, at this point. Uh, so what is their supply chain relative to others that are kind of either in the same industry or close to it? Well, uh, one thing that I found really interesting is ever since the pandemic and just the overall need for uh, different hardware and different hardware design, uh, they've fully moved from uh, container shipping to air freight. Everything comes on plane. They can't take the risk or the chances anymore not having new hardware available for their customers. Uh, for anyone who, who follows the cannabis industry or products, uh, you probably realize and have seen over the last, I'd say, two years in particular, even more exponentially over the last year, that there's 
so many different ways now to consume vape products than just the usual cartridge battery situation. I mean, uh, you've got pod cartridges, you've got disposable vapes now, uh, you have live resin that's becoming uh, a bigger in the scene. So they have to be able to be very nimble, very quick with supplying their customers uh, the components and parts that they need to uh, of course, keep up. And what's really interesting is in the next couple months, they're going to be all over their customers because being so much of their supply chain is from China in particular. They got the good old Chinese New Year heading and for them, uh, they really understand and truly understand like we can't get products, especially uh, being the fact that they're so air freight driven for a couple months at a time as the, as that new year begins. And so it's just interesting to see this this part of the supply chain that's not taking uh, a, a part here in North America, right? You're, you're used to hearing about cannabis and the issues of crossing state borders, but here you get to learn more about, okay, the, the actual hardware and components that uh, could also have their own uh, supply chain hiccups as well. So it's really interesting to kind of hear them talk through that and how they started sourcing their products uh, differently too. So obviously you've got a lot of different types of products, a lot of different methods in which cannabis can be used, obviously through the vaping process there as well. How much are they concerned about the, the, the growth in terms of, I mean, how much more product has to come in? Is this exploding on them or is this something they, that they can, they can manage? Well, one thing I want our audience to understand is that we actually taped this episode a couple of days ago. So when you see this, uh, and we we bring this up in the uh, episode as well, uh, this is prior to what happened yesterday, which mm-hmm. was the Senate Committee on Baking, Housing, and, and Urban Affairs had actually passed the new uh, approved Safer Banking Act, which for everyone out there... You, a lot of the cannabis companies right now can only deal with cash. They aren't uh, able to uh, take advantage of a lot of the federal banking rules and regulations that every other um, industry in the United States can can take advantage of. So uh, with that being said, now this still has to go to the House and the Senate, and it'll likely get approved, especially if this does hit the Biden's desk uh, prior to election season, et cetera. Uh, things are going to get booming for the cannabis industry as a whole. So uh, prior to yesterday, of course, uh, they had demand coming their way. But I think even more so, uh, they're probably getting very excited for what 2024 is going to bring, 2025, depending on how long this takes uh, for the industry as a whole. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, the last 48 hours or when we take this episode, uh, demand is probably uh, doubled what they expected over the next couple of years. It's going to be very interesting to watch, especially if that now obviously that has to pass both houses, and I'm assuming that it's got a decent chance of doing so. Yes, yeah, it's uh, been uh, approved already. There's just some slight changes that they've made to it, uh, but it sounds like as long as it gets through right this administration, okay, that it's gonna gonna get through fine. So uh, I think it's something the whole industry is probably celebrating this morning. Can you can you talk a little bit about Bold Carts in terms of the history of this company, in terms of how fast and how quickly it's come online, and obviously after what has happened in the last forty eight hours, what it could conce- what it could conceivably see in its growth? Yeah, it's uh, they, they've been around for uh, quite some time now, and I think what's very interesting is over the last couple of years they've been able to take advantage of just the 
the insane amount of skews that you start seeing from a lot of the cannabis product providers out there. Like I said, you've got now uh, people are looking at disposable vapes. You've got different types of, of uh, products within the vapes too. So they have to burn at certain levels. And that means that, right, the hardware has to be built differently. So uh, before I think there was probably just a, a limited number of hardware products that they ha were uh, able to make and customize. But now it's about staying up with the trends, right? And seeing what uh, new products consumers are looking to get. And keep in mind, right, we talked about the Banking Act just happening. Uh, I can only see that that industry gets even more uh, innovative and how those products are being consumed. And that's going to take work between not just the cannabis uh, product providers, but work between bold carts uh, as their hardware suppliers too. Well, I'm not sure you can answer this question, but obviously since most of their supply chain is in China at this particular point. Um, any, you know, there, we've seen a lot of nearshoring activity in terms of trying to move a lot of things, a lot of, uh, a lot of companies have tried to move operations to Mexico or to Central America. It seems like that's a nice fit. Have they even talked about something like that to shorten the supply chain? Now, that's a really good question, and that could be something that changes now that this banking act is, is likely to go through. The thing that's interesting is I think the, the margin aspect of a lot of these project uh, products. And when you're looking at the hardware side of things, you want to keep those costs as low as possible. And to be innovative and to customize those products, uh, the hardware in particular, uh, that, that pulls away from the margin. It does attract more customers, but again, it pulls away from the margin. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see them uh, possibly uh, expanding that supply chain uh, now that there might be more opportunity for uh, margins to increase. But uh, I think that's something we'll watch over time. And for now, uh, it sounds like they've built some really strong relationships with their vendors in China too. So uh, for them, I'm sure it's kind of watching to see where that future demand comes from, where margins improve uh, within the space too. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, continue to, to stay innovative and a part of that innovation, right, is working really closely with those hardware uh, uh, designers and uh, producers in China, too. So I would say probably not right now, but of course, we'll see how demand and how products change over time. Definitely. All right. So the show was, of course, on Monday. And uh, where can people get the newsletter as well? Yeah, so you can get the newsletters uh, through going to FreightWaves.com. At the top of the page, you'll see newsletters. Click the stockout, uh, or you can go to FreightWaves.com slash stockout, the stockout, and get that too, and uh, get that into your mailbox every week as well. And of course, stockout is live on Mondays uh, here on FreightWaves TV. Grace Cherokee, thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next Monday. Thank you, guys. All right, Grace Sharkey joining us for our first of two community segments. Thomas Watson is going to be up here momentarily. We'll take a short break before that and come back after this.